Today, I'm sharing a genius way to spike your sales. It's totally repeatable, and I have a great example for you to see. So if this sounds good to you, come listen. Welcome to the Roadmap to 50K on Shopify. Each week, we'll take you behind the scenes of real stores where you're going to learn actionable strategies and tips that will fast track the growth and profitability of your e-commerce business. So buckle up. Welcome your host and Shopify expert, Susan Bradley. I have a treat for you today. This is going to be the best podcast episode that I've recorded in a long time because finally, after all these episodes, finally, I have my friend Edith Min here who is so good at what she does and comes up with so many cool, innovative ways to grow her business. And she's sharing today because in the inner circle, it's subscription month and Edith has probably the best concept I've ever seen, the way she handles subscriptions. So Edith, I'm just going to say, hi, welcome to the podcast. Can you tell everybody what you do at Renaissance Ribbons? Give us a little backstory. Well, thank you so much, Susan. You know that uh, if I'm here, it's a good news that I did everything you told me to do and it worked. So I am your very best testimonial here. But uh, just a few things about my story. I came to this country from France, open to starting something new. And an opportunity came to import the most beautiful French ribbons. And I gave it a try. And that was 30 years ago. (laughs) So I had a chance to learn a lot about business. Honestly, I don't come from a um, business education. So my tools were common sense, trust my intuition. And of course, necessity, because I was, I had no other choice. It had to work. Right, because you had a little boy. I had four years old when I started. Yes, exactly. And I did overcome many obstacles to keep going for sure. But it was also a good time to start a business then, particularly a wholesale with a, a special product imported from France. I had the luck factor at that time then. So my product, it's um, it's a textile product. It's a woven jacquard ribbon. Some of you may not know what it is, but it is uh, used as an embellishment that is typically stitched on top of fabric to create things such as uh, clothing, quilts, or decorative pillows, bags of all kinds, curtains, belts, costume, dark colors. <laughs> Imagination is the limit, really. Yeah. And so let's be uh, let's let everyone get clear on this. You are the manufacturer, and you're also uh, responsible for creating the designs on the ribbon. Right, and that's actually part of the story because I was essentially only importer to start with, and then a crisis came, and it was more difficult to bring the product from Europe with the dollars and euro currency exchange. So we became manufacturer of our own collection and we started to look for well-known designer and we had some exclusive contract with them to be able to have the license of reproducing some kind of collaboration, reproducing their design as a woven ribbon, which was the best idea probably of the last 20 years for the business. Probably, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
And so when I met you, I feel like, have I known you for four years or even maybe five? Uh, yes, five. It was 17. Yeah. Then, yeah. 2017. So when I met you, and we both have a similar long history in business, we talk about the ups and the downs and, and you know, how resilient you have to be. And when I met you, Renaissance Ribbons was primarily a wholesale business. That's right. So so we became a manufacturer, but we still uh, stayed with the model of being strictly a wholesale supplier. And then as we moved on in the, the more difficult years, we start, we added, added uh, distributor channels. And then lately, uh, 2018, we added the retail channels. So, but the all this whole different channel, it really creates an amazing full vertical integration. Yeah. For a relatively small company, but just that concept, I think in itself, yeah. it's, a, it's it's a gift. I think it is too, because you control so much of the process and the brand, and you made the brand known from one end, and then, but it was really missing the retail at that point. But yeah. before now, it's common measure that the wholesale manufacturer would open their own retail. But I only started in two thousand eighteen, and now my. Yes. And my latest success is really to have added the subscription model right. in 2020. Yeah. So so I remember when I first met you and it was basically a you know a wholesale business. And here's what I know about you and I just want people to onboard this because Edith is being quite humble <laughs> about how she the, her success and how she's grown this company. But what I took away from you from the very first, I think you booked a strategy call and then another call is that when I spoke with you, you knew exactly what you wanted to achieve. You would onboard the information and then you would say something to me like, okay, I'm going to get this done and I'm going to book another call with you in the fall or something like that. Like you actually... You're really good at not taking on too many things at once. You are probably the most methodical step-by-step client I've ever had. That's what I know about you. So there's that. The other thing I know about you, which I think is just also your zone of genius, is that you are incredibly consistent. And you even said it was so funny when we uh, we you came on a live with me when we were opening up the doors to reliable revenue and you said the most quotable things. You said, "If you want reliable revenue, you have to be reliable." <laughs> you see, that's common sense. <laughs> yes, yes, but you really do. That's what I see with you, Edith. Is that you tackle a project, you complete it. And you don't start telling me about your next project until you've got the first one done. And I think it's really been such an important part of your success that you didn't ever put yourself in the place of starting too many things at once and then having it all crash and burn. So I want to congratulate you on that and tell people that when Edith talks, you should listen. (laughs) Thank you. I have another half an hour here. (laughs) So listen, I wanted to, it's subscription month in the inner circle. And I wanted to uh, share with everyone who's listening some examples uh, that I have seen in the inner circle of people who have created some really interesting subscriptions. 
And I love your subscription model. We've talked about that uh, several times, but you have these short-term subscriptions where you have a subscription that's maybe three months or four months. And so what I want to ask you about is where where were you in business? I, I know it was 2020. I still remember when you launched your first one, but where were you in business that you decided, hey, I think I'm going to give this a try? What was what did the business look like then? Yes, I have a good story to tell uh, about that exactly because also the timing and the and the immediacy of the the result after implementing a strategy. So it was um, I was actually reinventing the business after the major drop, you know, following following the economic um, downtime and obvious sets of changes in the wholesale business model. We could not do 24 trade shows a year just to keep yeah. ourselves. I could not have in-house salespeople just to generate the money. Everything became too pricey to do that. So my intention was to expose, at the time, my strategy was to expose my brand, which was well known into the wholesale world, really all the way down to the end user, get closer to them, understand what do they want, to be sure I was creating the right product. So when I just started to work with you and I launched the Shopify retail store in May 2018, and I followed step-by-step everything you suggested (laughs) to do. And really, I looked again at the results just to share here. This is a reality check. So this is a well-known brand, but only wholesale. I launched a Shopify store. I'm told what to do, start email, get traffic, and, and so on. Within six months, this retail store generated from zero to $150,000 of revenue. Wow. That was $25,000 a month, which I didn't have. And it just, I knew then that I really had made the right decision. Right. You were on to something. Yeah. Wow. So that was great. So we continued. But then by March 2020, a year and a bit more, I could see the potential. Therefore, it was time to bring in something new that would even uh, bring better results. So I was thinking of creating some kits. And I think there's something I'd like to share with whoever is listening. Yeah. Is that, you know, my product, you can really qualify my product as a very niche market. You know, some of you may not even quite know what it is, but because it's a component, it's a tiny thing, it's a woven ribbon. And it's in itself, unless you are a collector or, or you can just collect them, but otherwise it needs something else to, to become a, a final a finished product. So I knew that um, if I was combining the ribbons with some fabrics and an idea of what to do with it, I would reach to the makers, the people who just can't wait to get another kit to make something, you know, with their hands, their sewing machine, that, that world of the makers is so creative. So meanwhile, I took the training, also connected to you with a subscription model by Stu McLaren, the, yes. tribe, the tribe, It was great. So I thought, that's it. I need to launch um, some, eventually I would need to launch some uh, subscription with my product. So when I when I made one kit and I submitted it, I could see it was well received, and I immediately planned to uh, on making it as a subscription. So now, what you call my the genius of my formula is that it it really came from 
wondering how it would work. So I didn't want to open one of those subscriptions where it's evergreen, you sign up and you don't know what if I don't like it or if I want to. So I, I created a subscription based on a, a fabric collection of a well-known designer, Tula Pink, and I chose to only make it a three months. So it's like basically the word is would be a no-brainer. You know, if you love Tula Pink, you love fabric, you love ribbons, you love making a kit, this is for you. And it was uh, like the average, the price was $55 a kit. And it was all included, which means they didn't have to go to the next door shop online and buy the zipper. Everything was included in the kit to, to make it. But the short term to me was interesting because it was just, in my mind, actually, it was a bit of a test to see if it would how it would work. So you started out thinking, well, if I just try it for three months, then I'll make a decision after that on what I'm going to do. Right. But it actually became, it was also contained because it's a fabric collection that's based on black and white fabric. And I could see you don't want to have 12 or every month a black and white kit. So I thought, well, if we take one specific collection, instead of taking the name of a designer or my company name, I will take it down like a small, like a, a summer or a season. It's a seasonal right. in some ways. And then, and they know after three months, their, their credit card will not be charged, renewed automatically. But I already had in mind that after three months, I will come up with the next four months. Yeah, And to see, and then eventually many people who had joined the first one, they actually signed up for the, for the next one. But to stay on the, with the subject of today, which is that three months, what I didn't plan was the result and what happened with it. Because after three months, I moved into another one. And then I kept my wait list open for the one that I had just closed, the, the black and white. Okay. And I kept getting new people signing up to see if it would reopen. And that gave me the clue. Honestly, this is part of the strategy of uh, wait list and um, launching uh, that you that you suggest and launching. But I kept it open and I saw the numbers growing. Another hundred people signed up. And so then three or four, maybe four or five months after it was closed, I just simply reopened the same three months subscription. So the level of the amount of work for us was very minimum. Of course, right. I had to manage inventory to be sure that right. I could deliver, but it was um, quite minimum. So the end result, and that's where I want everyone to really read. I had to, to do my research three times to be sure my numbers are correct, but they are. You're going to send me a bill. <laughs> I am tell you. <laughs> from from that one, so my one kit is $55, all right? And I created three kits, three different projects. We sold them as a three-month subscription, and I repeated that three-month subscription three times. Okay. It's over a year and a half. So the total, I got 1,600 members. Of that but, particular subscription. Right. It was split into three times and it generated one and a quarter million dollars revenue. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. So I think the point really that's amazing for anybody who is not yet in subscription is to think that at the beginning, it's just I have I made three kids 
they cost me 15 or 18 dollars to make i sell them at 55 if i just put them for sale on my shopify store yes i would sell them like 40 or 50 or yeah. 100 maybe but within the the subscription model the the i don't know the word exactly but the the algorithm of how much more it <laughs> it could oh. uh, it could increase is phenomenal yeah yeah it's genius i you know i've told you this so many times and i know i even brought you into our reliable revenue group and asked you to do a presentation on this because the original problem you were trying to solve was just to be get your product in the hands of the end user and really um that brand awareness and have them become acquire customers. But, but the fact that you didn't just go charging out there and say, Oh, I'm starting a subscription and tie yourself into something that could ultimately be a problem with consumption or, you know, people canceling the fact that you just tried that once and then you watched for the clues and you were able to sell it again and again. I mean, to me, that's just, that's where all the profit is. Yes. That's where all the profit is. It's just so, so good. So I guess the what, and I've told many people, like, do what Edith, do what Edith did. Just do that. <laughs> and, because it's it solves so many problems and answers so many questions for you. But but here's the thing that some people would struggle with is how do you make that offer clear to your customers? How did you make it clear that? Hey, you are signing up for three kits here. They're all part of a collection. So they all kind of like it makes sense visually when I look at it because they all kind of look the same. But how did you communicate that in a way that was compelling and that they really needed to buy that now? Well, you know, the other side of what you promote a lot is the collaboration and understanding who you work with. So if you are not that, I mean, I don't know for other people, but the strengths of what I've done is also the the, product, the project, the kit inside. The designer is very well known, the designer of the fabric, the designer of the ribbon is very well known. But I also associated myself with the designer of the pattern, the person who made the pattern. It's a company called By Annie. And she's the best. So in some ways, I, I, that's been probably part of my success is that I really um, affiliate, not affiliate in terms of revenue, but associate my yeah. company with the best in each field. So the best fabrics are from Free Spirits. The best patterns are from Bayani. And but the best ribbons are by Renaissance ribbons. So it becomes a family. <laughs> we, yeah. we became a family. And it was much better. It was much easier because you just say those words. My 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 subscription is based on Tula Pink, Bayani, and Renaissance ribbon. It was like the, the, the trio. And just that. And three months. You know, there was a lot of repeats of the three. It was you did have to repeat that. What and you repeat that and you um, and the other thing is that I try to make it so that that was actually you know in the world of sewing you can be very fancy and something that would scare you if you are if you just are a beginner sewist mm -hmm. but so I chose I chose um, a pattern that were actually on the beginner or advanced beginner level and with a chance to grow the last one was a little more complex. So they they could when I was explaining that would be a, a, a skill building, 
Ah, another reason to buy all three. Exactly. And and just to clarify, they weren't available on your site one at a time, were they? No. Now that I've ended, I just finally ended in uh, this uh, in in March, and now we we put what's left. We call them then as standalone, and we sell them for a higher price as okay. a single as a single kit. But yes, they were not they were not available for all that time. So uh, here's what I think you did. I mean, I, I absolutely, the collaboration helps. And, you know, I am, collaboration is my word this year. This is, I'm determined to facilitate as many collaborations as I can. But, but here's, here's what I heard is that you actually launched this like you would launch any other product. And so you didn't just plop it on your website. You, I think you did the whole thing, like the way we teach it with the giveaway and the oh, yes. list and the whole uh, flow that goes with it. So you launched it, you scarcity and urgency because this was the only way you could get it and urgency because there was no promise that this would be available later. That came oh, down the road and you um, and you may, gave them a reason to feel like they needed all three. So even if you weren't collaborating, even if you had a jewelry business or you had another business where you could put something together in a collection, you could create a limited time subscription like this. I really think so. To me, I actually, as a consumer, I would like that. Right. Just to be able to just give it, give it, a, give it a chance or and see it, and then knowing that probably there would be another one and. Yeah. But it has become something well known. Now I have done five or six short-term subscription focused on a particular collection. Yeah. And then, you know, what it creates as well, it, it then it creates the awareness, oh, there will be the next one. Because in yeah. that case, the collections of fabrics, they keep coming. So I know my audience is now anticipating what are we coming up for the next collection. So yeah. it's really building, is, uh, you know, um, also anticipation. Uh, yeah, yeah, and a loyal customer, and because it's fifty five dollars a month, so your your sale actually is one hundred and sixty five dollars, but it's only fifty five a month. It's almost like giving yourself a little gift every month, something totally. to wait for, and which that's great in a, a long term subscription box. But this just seems so much more manageable to me for so many of us that have other products that don't want to be necessarily a subscription box company and that's it and so so you've repeated this five or six times yes we do we do we have done other collections so we kept this one repeating this one three times and meanwhile whenever we have a new collection we also do a, a two months of, of now i do four months the, the last, the last two were actually four months. We also a small, a small uh, a note is that, you know, I I didn't I hear a lot of people spend a lot of time with packaging, that's sometimes yeah. an issue, and yeah. and um, how I, beautiful it looks, right? And with a lot of that what I call unnecessary things that ends up, we know it ends up in the trash can. <laughs> in trash can. <laughs> So we we came up with a very I was very happy with that. I, I did a little research and I found just a simple padded padded envelopes but colorful. Right. So every month we had them with colorful padded envelope going out to the mail 
And I had some comments that people said the, the, the mailman knows when they bring the kids because <laughs> we stood out just from a mailer that's hot pink. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. And so you weren't printing all sorts of little cards to go inside, like inserts, and you weren't adding a special treat for them. You were just delivering on the promise in a way that made them remember the day they got it, like remember yeah. See it in the mail and got excited. I love that. So that's really streamlined too. And so let's talk about, let's first talk about the impact that this has had, because now you've been doing this for two years. And can I tell you, I still remember I was driving when I got the, um, the message from you that I think this is when you launched your first one, you'd sold maybe over 300. Right. At that time, it was $34,000 in revenue and I had to pull over because I needed to answer you right away. Normally I wouldn't do that, but I was just like, oh, this is life-changing. And it was, I think it was $34,000 that you had figured that you had generated. And so now a couple million dollars later, (laughs) what is the impact that this has had on your business? Because I feel like it's lifted your whole business up. Totally, Susan, and that that is true. That that is, you know, from a, of course, the the beginning is exciting, uh, mm-hmm. just to to recall the story, and then then it becomes the norm, right? You need to have yeah. those numbers, but yeah, I, I did last time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, it's like what I only have three hundred members. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, you have to keep going. That's for sure. But the impact on the bit on the business was tremendous, and I tell you, the main impact was the profitability. Yes. And that, that would put you sharing that. Yeah. The profitability and um, at the same time, because we had more profitability, I was then able to do more ads. And those were the years where that was fantastic. And again, thanks to Reliable Revenue and your team, I worked with, with Leona on uh, promoting the, 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 the kids on we developed a great strategy on Google and my Facebook ads. She calls me the unicorn <laughs> because no matter what, they still work. And so not only uh, I get, you know, one ads bring one sale, but that one sale is multiplied by three or four revenue because it's a yeah. subscription. So if you think of a, your hours of putting that money ad. on a return on ad spend, when, when it's a subscription, you think you got $55 sales, but in fact, it was 165 So we saw, we saw a large amount of a, a great result from our ads because it's a subscription and also because it, bro- it broadened the audience so much that we, ha- we had a much larger uh, pool of customers that have increased uh, tremendously in that right. one year and a half. So you really acquired a lot of new customers. We really did. Yes. So, good. so, yeah. so good. Now, how, how does it, like, I love that you talked about the profitability because I think what happens so many times, and it certainly happened to me that you can grow a million dollar business and still lose money, or you can grow a million dollar business. This has happened to me totally. And you're laying in bed at night, adding up how much is on your visa, how much is on your line of credit, what's your payroll, like all those things even though you have amazing cash flow. And I think that what people don't realize is there's no point in time when those things go away. You could do 2 million and still be laying in bed at night, adding up your, <laughs> what you have to pay. 
And so I'm so glad that you raised this point because I know we've had conversations about this and this was a such a good solution for you because you, number one, knew that that product was sold before yes. you bought it and you were able to be really have economy of scale when it came to putting it together in those kits. And like, so you actually didn't have like you didn't have a bunch of stuff left over in the corner that was going to collect dust for, for, you know, 15 years. <laughs> and, and so it was just so brilliant. And that's the, the solution. So many of us need is a way to scale our businesses that creates the more profit in our business, not necessarily just more sales. And I think that this was such a good solution for you to do that. And, and so I'm going to just take that right into what is how has it all impacted you as a store owner as a, as the entrepreneur like you must just feel so much better about your business totally and you know the other thing that it brings because it reached so many people and people who are makers people who love to get something and then they make it and then they, they left incredible reviews like you know it, it was the time of the pandemics and suddenly I was getting love letters from customers saying that you changed my 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 uh, <laughs> isolated state. I'm looking forward to my package. I've done them all. It's so fantastic. I don't have to think about where do I get the fabric and you have such a good taste. And <laughs> I got such a reward, you know, personal reward yeah. of being, being the designer for many people and offering something they had so much joy making for their children, their, grand, their grandchildren. So yeah. that's definitely, you know, money is a factor, but that's definitely profitability is. But this kind of experience of sending that I, I got closer to my audience and I asked them questions. I am listening. I noticed their comment. If anybody had an issue, I would personally try to respond because, you know, my team is, they are not so easy people. <laughs> so people said, I did, I fell, I messed up my zipper. How do I do? I tried to still be personal because I, it was, it had value for me. It was, uh, yeah. it was an additional. It made your business that much more personally rewarding. Yes. And I think the other thing it did for you, Edith, and from the outside looking in, is it eliminated a lot of the having to make decisions about what's your next thing. Like it really streamlined your marketing activity. Yes, it is. It is. I mean, you know, it's funny that it is because right now, this week, today, I'm working on my next club and I have headaches about it and pulling my <laughs> hair. The fabrics are late. Everybody has problem with delivery and and I, I have my audience waiting. But so there is always something else that comes right. to take the space. But, but you're uh, not sitting there wondering, what should I do that might work to get sales? No, exactly. You're way past that. So, so good. So I, I love that you shared this and I would like everyone who's listening to think about like open your mind to how you could implement something like this too. The reason I like it so much is the short-term solution. The, the number one reason I like it so much is it doesn't put you in a box. It doesn't like, you know, you don't, you're not committing to something for a long time and then spend a lot of time wishing you hadn't. Like you get to actually, you can, we can all do something for three months and then we could learn and make changes if we want to. So I loved that. I love the way you position your offer 
because it has scarcity and urgency, but you left the back door open for you to go back and make more money. So you didn't have to reinvent the wheel. Like 1.2 million out of that one little $55 kit is crazy. That is, that's the way to scale a business, man. That's so, so good. So I love that. And I think the other thing is, is you've done a really good job with this of overcoming the problem that most subscriptions end up having, which is consumption. That, you know, they start to pile up. If you were sending one of these every month and it was a mystery and they didn't know what they were getting, how long before they start to pile up and people are saying, well, I need to put my subscription on pause for a while or or something like that. But the beautiful way that you launched it and sent it out made them, you know, be able to say, oh, I can't wait for the next one. Like how long would it take to complete one of those projects? Was it relatively quick? Yeah, those were relatively quick and it may be, um, for, for most people, it would be a two or three session, like a weekend. They could have it done it or some people yeah. would just do it in in four hours as well. Yeah, yeah so. so good. Did it give you a lot of content too? Like a lot of people showing you pictures of what they'd done? and Yes, for a while actually I was not collecting images, but a lot of reviews, really a lot of reviews. And that was that was very good because then now I can use the reviews to create ads. Right. On the, on the even if it's not for those, they said, "Oh, the kids from Renaissance Vivens are so wonderful," and so on. So we can use that as ads, and that's more that's very pertinent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so good. Well, listen, I am so glad that you shared this with me. Thank you so much, and shared it with everyone in our wider audience. Yes. I, I, yeah, I think it's one of the. When I look at the marketing activities that that um, in within our in our membership, people that are connected to me, I see this as a real game changer. What you've done, and I think you came up with it on your own. Like I think you just had figured out what worked and then put it together in something that works for you. And and so I, I feel like you blazed a trail. Look at you. I'd like to add something if you... If Go for it. Yes, I'd love to hear it. Yeah, because I think what, what actually happened, and I'd like to share that with anybody listening here, is that in business, uh, with this entrepreneurial mind that we have, we do have to overcome obstacles. But first of all, we have to recognize, what's my obstacle? Mm-hmm. Like being not Like at the beginning, when I was thinking of adding fabrics and things, and I said, but... Who's going to cut all that? Yeah. You know, I have two assistants and an admin person and a shipping person. And and I, I just didn't think. So, therefore, it was an obstacle. I just put it aside. Now, it's not for me. How could I do that? But it happened that I met someone uh, that was still before at a show. And they introduced themselves to me as a business. It's a service business. Guess what that business does? Well, they- I know. So you have to tell everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> they take they take balls of fabrics or balls of ribbon and they cut it in the measurement you want and then they send it to you. And it was like, oh, <laughs> that is actually interesting. I don't have to do that. So the story is interesting because it goes on. If I have one more minute, I'll tell you the whole. So I worked with them. I hired them. They were in North Carolina. We are in California. It was a little logistic to do to make it happen. But at the beginning, it happened. And then when COVID entered, they actually had an, an issue and they uh, went uh, under and they could not provide that service anymore. But at the same time, 
in my own community, there was a small business that was doing flower arrangement and wedding, wedding and catering and had a, a studio and everything. And one day that the person came to my office to pick up some ribbons and then we were just experimenting. Are we going to start cutting ourselves? So I had some bolts of fabric on one of our table and that person came in and I looked at her and you know those little wires in our brain that gets like, <laughs> oh, light bulb. I said, I bet, I bet you would be able to cut fabric. And she looked at what we were doing and she said, oh, this is fabulous. Oh, I could do that. I could do it better than you are doing. <laughs> so that was it. I overcame that obstacle the first time by hiring someone out of state. Then we had the problem of the COVID and the limitation of uh, communication and they went under. And then someone came in my in my own studio and I asked them, and that was it. They took all the balls and developed their own space in their studio and delivered. Now we are in the next phase. They had to stop, and now I'm reinventing myself again. Yeah. I think that's the maybe that's the, the one message that has characterized my my adventure in business. Don't be afraid to look in the eyes of the, your obstacle, because there is a solution somewhere. Right. That's really powerful. Yeah. But our number one job is to be problem solvers. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Great skill to have. So so share with everybody what's next for you. Where are you, where is the Renaissance ribbons headed next? Well, I told you the truth from the beginning when I said that I started 30 years ago. So the truth is now my, uh, when I started the retail sh- uh, shop uh, two, three years ago, my my thought was that I would love to rebuild this business to be a couple million dollar business for sure. And then with very, everything integrated, all the system, accounting, inventory, the Shopify, the two stores, all that beautifully integrated, everything in place and then handed out uh, for sale at, for the right buyer at the right price. So I am at that phase now. And yeah. it feels really good. <laughs> yeah. It really does, doesn't it? It's like come full circle that, you know, probably by the end of the year, Renaissance ribbons will be sold. Yes. Crazy. Yeah. So, so good, Edith. Where can people see you if they want to uh, connect with you? Well, for sure, there is the renaissanceribbons.com. So that's renaissanceribbons.com. And somewhere way at the bottom of the long Shopify homepage <laughs> is about us. And I actually did this year a brand video of my story because it's, I just wanted to have a, to capture that in a nice way. So if you really want to see that, it's a five minutes long. <laughs> and I, I'll drive you from Paris to uh, California and ribbons and uh, fabrics and kits and subscriptions. 30 years in five minutes. You did well. <laughs> So listen, gang, I hope you really enjoyed this. Edith, thank you so much for coming and sharing. You share so generously in our community. You're a real leader. So I appreciate it so much. Thank you, Susan. Thank you. See you soon. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, listen, if you like what we're working on here at the Roadmap to 50K and it's helping you get clarity on your next steps, I think you really have to check out our inner circle You know, it is just an amazing place to learn how to build your business the right way. And you get to do it with a wonderful group of store owners that support each other and will cheer you on. 
You know, in the inner circle, our only purpose is to help our members get results. And because of that, we actually have dedicated coaches that are fully trained and available to work one-on-one with you. And we offer that to our members at crazy affordable prices, because I know that sometimes you just need a little extra help to get past a roadblock so that you can move on and make progress again. So if this sounds good to you, I want you to head on over to the socialsalesgirls.com forward slash inner dash circle and get on the wait list. We will send you a lesson so that you can see what's waiting for you on the inside. And we'll also invite you to join us the next time we are open to take new members. So listen, friends, that's all. Thank you so much for spending your time with me and I will see you next week.